Welcome aboard! Do you recall that giddy feeling that you get when you enter an airplane and anticipating a journey going to a new and exotic destination? Once your soul contracts the travel bug, your trip will never end. In fact, travel writer Pico Iyer once said, travel is like love. In the end, mostly because it's a heightened state of awareness in which we are mindful, receptive, undimmed by familiarity, and ready to be transformed. Exciting times indeed is what we experience when we are traveling on an airplane. But I want to take you listeners behind the scenes to see what it's like on aviation operations. And listen carefully because it will surely help you feel a bit more safer or a lot safer hopefully when you travel on board an airplane and please stay tuned all the way till the end because you are going to get the best travel tips on beating jet lag from this interview and from this episode so stay tuned for that and listen in carefully And today we're going to have a sleep spotlight on Hong Kong, especially in the aviation industry. And we know that now there's a lot of uh, extra challenges being posed, definitely with recent events impacting the travel industry. The importance of pilot alertness and flight attendant alertness in the aviation operations becomes increasingly important, especially now with the reduced flights and especially now with people more on alert and feeling the challenges more than ever before. Today, we are so happy to have a guest with us, Nina McGrath. Nina has studied aviation and worked in a variety of roles at Australian airline Virgin Blue, which is now Virgin Australia. Before completing a master's in human factors and safety management systems and specializing in fatigue risk management. This leads to roles managing crew fatigue at EasyJet in London and also working for fatigue risk management consultants with clients in a variety of safety critical shift work. Industries including aviation, road, rail, mining, oil and gas. In her current role as Group Safety Manager, Fatigue Risk Management Systems and Human Factors for Cathay Pacific Airlines, Nina is responsible for ensuring that Cathay Pacific flight crew achieve adequate sleep to operate safely. Welcome, Nina. So happy to have you with us today. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. So excited to be chatting with you today. Me too. And uh, what do you think about what's happening nowadays with the reduced flight schedules? Has that impacted, whether in a positive or negative way, the flight operations or how you manage fatigue in Cathay Pacific? Oh, for sure. I mean, we are always um, adapting to the changing circumstances. So we have some crew who are flying more at the moment, our, our cargo operation, and then some that are flying less with the passenger operation. So we've got our, our hands full with um, a little bit of everything at the moment. 
Wow, that's great, though. And I guess uh, it's also time for um, some of the crew to have a bit more rest and to catch up on sleep, especially because of the imbalances in their circadian rhythm that is caused by uh, continuous flying. So do you feel that this has given this break for some of the crew has had a positive impact on their health? Oh, look, it's always great to be able to stay in one time zone and um, get your body clock back aligned with um, with the local time. Uh, but I think we've probably had a bit too long of a break at this point and people would like to be getting back out there and um, and getting back to work. Yeah, definitely. And just to explain a bit more about the listeners, the importance of uh, fatigue risk management, which Nina is working in, definitely uh, with crossing different time zones, transatlantic, transoceanic flights, uh, it also poses a risk on uh, the safety and alertness of those in flight operations. So proactively managing aviation safety, we put in place SMS or safety management systems. And these are set up to look for data and uh, be able to make decisions on how it can impact our operations. And NIDA works in fatigue management uh, which involves actually the development and execution of a data-driven fatigue risk management systems of, or FRMS. And uh, this helps us to be able to identify ways, especially if sometimes, uh, well, we're mostly focused on sleep, if sleep deprivation can help um, have this impact on well-being and uh, fatigue of pilots. So can I ask you, Nina, what are the most challenging situations that you face regarding fatigue in flight operations? Um, I mean, I think these probably apply to, to everyone, not just to flight operations. I think we all know sleep's important, but it's just really difficult to prioritize it every night over staying awake to work or to play. Um, another challenge is stress. Stress is the enemy of sleep. And so a key aspect of managing sleep is managing stress. And we all know that's no easy task. Um, and another thing is we all experience insomnia from time to time. So having some tactics to employ when that happens is, is essential um, for all of us. I absolutely love that. Definitely, we need to have these strategies in place. Whenever we uh, suffer from disrupted sleep or desynchronized circadian rhythms, this can also have an effect. And uh, it's very common now to have uh, demanding flight schedules. Yes, yeah, so definitely uh, vigilance in flight is a very important thing. Alertness and performance is something that we really need to pay close attention to. So uh, that's why, as Nina mentioned, putting strategies in place so that uh, we are able to monitor our performance levels and uh, having enough time to rest in between the flights is something that can really help us in gaining awareness on how to manage our schedules better. I know now that with Cafe Pacific Nina, they're uh, trying to optimize the schedule and uh, trying to be able to distribute the flights evenly in a more balanced way. So uh, basically also to minimize fatigue and also to give uh, most of the crew a chance to travel to those destinations that they prefer to go to. Do you think that has a positive impact on um, the operations and also on the staff of Cafe Pacific? I think it can definitely be a win-win. Um, you touched on FRMS earlier and to sort of take it to a, a bigger, a higher level, essentially airlines are required by their regulators to manage crew fatigue levels so safety isn't compromised. 
And some airlines meet this requirement by just adhering to rules with, which dictate the duration and timing of work and rest periods, the, the flight time limitations. And others like Cathay go a step further and implement the fatigue risk management system, the FRMS, which includes training crew on sleep and fatigue, and then collecting data via fatigue reporting channels, using fatigue modeling software, and analyzing that data to identify the fatigue related safety risks and, and then mitigating those risks. So in that way, it's more tailored to what's happening in your own, your own operation. So while we can, there are things we can do with the roster, it's by um, getting that feedback from crew about where the issues are um, that we can really get in there and, and fix things. Um, so yeah, the, 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 what, the rosters of course um, play a key part, um, but there's, you know, how they uh, roll out in the real world is um, something that we really need. That's where we really get our, our excellent information. Wow, that's true. So real-time experience on the rosters definitely has um, a big impact on, uh, on you, on trying to analyze the data and being able to mitigate these uh, potential sleep problems that uh, can happen. And of course, uh, there are those flight duties that may exceed 10 to 12 hours. There are also the nighttime departures or uh, early morning reporting times. So that poses also um, some more challenges on performance and uh, safety, aviation safety as well. Uh, can you give any uh, good suggestion, for example, a pilot or a flight attendant has an early morning flight or they need to go for a nighttime long flight? Is there any good preparation that you can suggest so that they can have an optimal performance and be alert and avoid any safety issues during their flight? Yeah, so for those late night departures or well, essentially for, for duties when you're going to need to be awake and working when your body really wants to be asleep, um, our main, um, one of the main ways that you can prepare is by having a nap during the, that afternoon napping window, the, the secondary window of circadian low from sort of two till, till six in, in the evening. Um, so by getting a little bit of sleep there, you uh, not only increase the amount of sleep you've had in the past 24 hours, uh, you also uh, decrease your period of, of continuous wakefulness, which is another component of fatigue. Um, and so that can help you to just to be, to have enough alertness, to have, to have adequate alertness through those early hours of the morning when the body really wants to be asleep. Yes, that's totally helpful. So basically anticipating um, possible fatigue in the next few hours and just taking full control of our schedule and uh, taking that much needed nap in the afternoon in preparation for a flight, that's definitely helpful. And surely not just those in the airline industry, but also people who are involved in uh, having to travel frequently either for business or uh, tour related function, then they can also definitely benefit from this. And uh, it's very common now for people to experience jet lag, not only in a um, literal setting, but also social jet lag, because sometimes when we are at home ourselves, sometimes uh, we need to talk to people uh, from or our friends from another time zone. And that can also cause social jet lag or a disruption of circadian rhythm. So Nina, that's definitely helpful about uh, giving us tip regarding uh, napping as well. How about in the outport when um, they have to adjust to a different 
time zone. And then maybe in a day or two, they need to go back again, fly back toward uh, their original time zone. Are there any strategies or tips that you can also share or what most pilots have been implementing that can also be a big help to others who are also traveling, not necessarily for aviation, but just traveling even for leisure? Is there anything that you can share on that? Oh, for sure. So um, I suppose if you think about, I suppose there's two different scenarios there. You've got your, your crew who are flying, flying in and then flying back, or you might have someone, for example, flying for business, if we ever get to do that again, <laughs> um, flying over. So what's important, what's important is what your goal is. So if you're flying for business, you probably want to be alert during daylight hours where you in your destination to present at a conference or to attend a meeting or something like that so your goal will be to try and get your body clock across to local time whereas for some of our crew if they are flying and doing a short layover and then returning they really want to stay on Hong Kong or stay on base time so that when they arrive back they can slot back into normal life without too much trouble um, so the tactics for staying on home base time or moving across to your destination time um, are the same. You want to try and get light exposure and try and have your meals at the, the time aligned with the timing that you're aiming for. So if you're flying over and going to a, a conference, you're going to want to try and get light during the day, um, eat at eat breakfast, lunch and dinner at breakfast, lunch and dinner time where you are. Um, and yet there are some there are some things you can do to, to try to um, to help with, with that. Um, and conversely, if you are trying to stay on base time zone, you want to avoid um, light during local light time and instead try and get that light exposure when it's light back home and have your meals at the same time there, having meals back home to try to keep your body clock there and, and go back. And look, that's that's only gonna work um, for a couple of days. The body wants to to align itself with with where it is. Um, but there's, there's some things you can do to, to fight that to some extent. Those are definitely some helpful tips, Nina, especially if uh, hopefully in the near future, we get back on track with the way we've been, we've been traveling in the past. I know a lot of us are missing it. And uh, even with the uh, demanding schedules for other corporate travelers, I guess there's always that part of us, you know, missing that, uh, that active way of traveling. And those are great tips because definitely sleeping and eating at appropriate times versus uh, going against the existing time zone can definitely help us to regain back that balance. And of course, uh, one of the most important hormones uh, for sleeping well is also melatonin. So as you said, Nina, uh, just adjusting to the regular daylight of our particular time zone, exposing ourselves to that daylight and just trying to sleep at night when it's uh, really dark and we don't have to use the blackout curtains, just sleeping at the appropriate moments can help us reset back our circadian rhythm. Just to also ask you, Nina, regarding uh, scheduling, let's say in the future when everything is back on track and um, hopefully it will happen because that's what we're all aiming for, that flight schedules are back to normal. 
And uh, would there ever be any scheduling challenges that may affect sleep deprivation? Are you able to identify if there's anything within their roster their, or their schedule that may affect their a good and healthy sleep schedule? Yeah, so the, those flight time limitations, which uh, restrict the or dictate the duration and timing of work and rest periods, they do go some way to address that, to, to make sure that we don't have people at work for such long periods of time or during certain periods of the day where they will be getting, uh, where, where, where fatigue could be an issue. Um, so, yeah, there's always that layer of protection there. And then, of course, over the top of that, we have the FRMS, so people can tell us, look, here's where I've been having some issues and we can uh, look into that and, and see whether there's um, some additional mitigations we, we can put in place um, to assist people. So, yeah, there's not any, there's not any one, but I suppose the big obvious things are already taken care of with the flight time limitations. And then we're just looking for um, specific things that crop up um, which need addressing. That's great. Uh, so those flight uh, limitation uh, in the schedule will definitely help to already avoid that overscheduling or the possibility of fatigue that can lead to a lack of vigilance or alertness in flight. And I know for most of those in the airline industry, they also have the ability and those benefits of swapping. So definitely if they themselves are able to self-analyze and see that they're feeling exhausted, not just because of their schedule in the airline, but also they also have other activities separate from their career. So I guess if they're feeling that as well, they need to be aware of that. And uh, if they're feeling that sense of exhaustion, then they always have that ability to swap their flight with others. And uh, I know with Cathay Pacific, they have a very good system in place for swapping they, they allow uh, several swaps for most of your uh, cabin crew and pilots as well, which is a great help and helps to be able to take full control and organize our schedule optimally for good health. I really want to thank you, Nina, for everything that you shared with us. And I always love to end the show with some top tips that through our discussion, we are able to highlight and we were able to get a bigger picture on how to solve sleeping problems. So definitely uh, now I guess jet lag is a, a luxury problem that most of us wish we had. A lot of us are just like in just one time zone now. So as, as you had uh, rightfully um, shared, but hopefully in the future, if we need to contend with jet lag, I'd like to highlight again the point that Nina mentioned about regularity of schedule, especially in terms of our meals. So if it's breakfast time in our time zone, let's eat breakfast, let's not eat dinner, which will further compound the jet lag. And also exposing ourselves to daylight is number two, uh, trying to get as much daylight. And that is definitely helping with balancing our serotonin and melatonin levels, thereby leading and transitioning to a better sleep that night rather than I know some crew have a tendency to just like stay in the hotel room and then um, they just shut out the daylight and then they're constantly exposed to just darkness throughout <laughs> the whole day. And that, that can be good to relax you, but that definitely 
causes more imbalance in your circadian rhythm because it's hard for you, the biological clock to detect, when is it actually dark, real nighttime wherein you're supposed to sleep. And uh, definitely we also learned that it's also good to be aware of our own schedules, whether we are in the airline industry or in other industries. Uh, as Nina had also mentioned, in any career, we need to focus on our own well-being. No one knows our body except ourselves. So if we are feeling that we are getting exhausted, then we need to do something about it. We need to implement self-care for those in the airline industry, try their best to swap away a flight or learn to say no, basically, not to keep accepting everything and you pile on more on your schedule, on an already busy schedule, learn to say no and allot that time before a long flight to have your good rest and your afternoon nap. That was so great, Nina. I loved talking to you. And uh, because of your years and years of experience in the aviation industry, you've shed a lot of light on how we can do our best to manage our fatigue better. And uh, regardless of the schedule we have, we do have those flight limitations. So we have that confidence that the schedules that we are given are healthy ones. And it's just up to us to take control of that and to maximize our rest, but also maximize our fun if we're going to the outports, which uh, a lot of us are missing nowadays. Uh, have you been doing any traveling lately before we um, sign off? Have you, when, when was the last time you traveled, Nina? Oh, pre-COVID, unfortunately. So I think um, I think like everybody else, I'm very keen to get back to Australia or wherever to see my my family and then uh, travel around to see friends and yeah, get, get back to life basically. <laughs> exactly, and you're from beautiful Adelaide with all those beaches and wineries. Who doesn't want to go there ASAP? <laughs> and exactly. especially now that we're armed with great traveling tips on controlling our circadian rhythm and sleep because of Nina we are well prepared for travel we just need the ticket the booking and the opportunity <laughs> hopefully Absolutely. soon thank you so much Nina have a great great day and we really enjoyed talking to you and learned a lot from you oh it's been wonderful thank you and sleep well tonight yes yes let's all do that thank you thank you very much